Okay, so the first question is, this one's easy, is how long have you been a member of the church? Our whole lives. <laughs> yep, whole lives, 24 years. Technically, mine is eight. Okay. <laughs> Are we getting technical? Yeah, whatever you want. Uh, this, is like a, this isn't like a trick question? No, it's not. But um, it's just good for people to know you've been members your whole life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next qu question is, how did you find out slash come to believe that the gospel has been restored and is true? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, do you want me to go first, Jordan? Okay. <coughs> well, I don't have one defining moment or like answer for anything like that um I think obviously the mission kind of helps solidify my testimony of the restoration um one of the biggest things one of the biggest yeah things in Chile was um there was just so many different churches and a lot of just confusion among the different just the different churches and so that to me just really strengthened my testimony of prophets and apostles <coughs> that all follow the same direction and gets rid of that confusion so that was um, I think that's where most of my testimony came from and then also just I remember um, when the three, I think it was the three new apostles got called in conference that one time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when they got called up to the statement to walk up there, like I just felt the spirit so strong in that moment. And I just knew that they were called of God. And so that's, you know, it wasn't super huge, but I still always remember that. And that was in Chile too, just like watching them walk up and, just feeling that peace that, you know, these guys are legit <laughs> and yeah. they're not gonna, they're not gonna lead us astray. So I think that's where, that's where my testimony has come from. And then also, let's see, just with the restoration too, I think just the fact that, you know, it's a continuous thing and, that the prophet can receive ref revelation from <coughs> is one of the coolest things that we have. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's probably mine in in a nutshell. <laughs> Obviously, there's lots of different things, but yeah, it's just something that is I'm continuing continuously building upon as my testimony of the restoration. So that's why I feel. Yeah. And the question was. How did, uh, what was the question again? How did you find out slash come to believe that the gospel has been restored and is true? Okay, one thing is reading and comparing the Bible to the Book of Mormon. It just fits so well together. It fills in all the gaps. And it's like, you know, like I feel like it just they fit really, really well together, which makes sense. Like, uh, it just like helps you understand the gospel better in general. So I think those two working together is awesome. 
and the mission is another big thing that helps. And seeing people not live the gospel <coughs> compared to living the gospel is also a big um, thing that helps me understand why it's important to have the things we have in the church, like the, the, the restored gospel, because I, I just see like the goals of other people sometimes, or like the miss, like there's not a direction in their life sometimes, or things like that, yeah. which makes it, yeah, anyway, just comparing people inside the church versus outside the church, um, yeah. like happiness levels or like things like that. Yeah. And, um, and the fact that basically everything the church teaches you to do is like pretty healthy overall. <laughs> Just a good thing anyway. <laughs> like it makes most of it makes logical sense in general. So Yeah. Like no smoking, no drugs, no coffee, no alcohol. It sounds kinda weird to people, but it's like actually like it's just crazy to see the difference. Cause mo- most people do that, so yeah. Yeah. And just, can I add something? Yeah, of course. I was going to say, because just like in general too, because I thought it was mostly the restoration, which this is part of the restoration question, but just in general, um, my biggest thing is just the feelings of the spirit. Like, I know a lot of people say that, but you just can't, I just can't deny those. Like, as hard as it is with everything going on these days, and like, I have had my own questions on like, wow, am I doing the right thing? Am I in the right place? Like, you know, just, there's a lot of controversial things going on in and outside the church, and so it's hard, but like, just when I read the Book of Mormon, or when I pray, and I get that feeling, like, I'm just like, you know what, it, it doesn't matter, like, it's just gonna work out, and it's true, and it's, it's hard sometimes, like, my faith is not, like, perfect because of that at all, but it just, it's because of the spirit, basically, that I feel like I'm in, because I have that peace yeah. just inside. Without that, like, yeah, it would, it would be great, like, the, you know, you have good values and everything, that is, that is super <coughs> important, like was saying, but I think that, for me, is, like, what just solidifies everything, is when I feel the spirit confirm to me those things, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah obviously, all this was, like, you know, the, the, the main thing is, like, you know, the basics, like this, yeah, no, the yeah. reading from the church saying, yeah. is praying, but like, this is like a mission, like, yeah. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. obviously, those, yeah, those, I mean, those things definitely help, for sure, like, your testimony, but, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, the next question is, how has the knowledge that you have received because of the restoration affected your day-to-day life? Well. That's a good question. Um, I feel like it gives me more direction. It lets me see the big picture of life more, which makes <coughs> life easier and less stressful. Um, that's one big thing I can think of right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's the same thing for me. Like, get into the nitty gritty of it all, but I feel like just, even just the little day-to-day things and just like the thoughts I try to have when life gets tough, just, it gives me, uh, it just gives me more direction and purpose. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not really, 
trying to think of like more specific things, but I just think just everything we do kind of all goes back to the fact that we're here because of the the restoration and the gospel and know the the knowledge that we have that we can um be with God again. Like that's huge. Like I've I've tried to picture um, you know, what it would have been like to live during an apostasy or something and it's it's awful thinking about that. So yeah. just that knowledge is is huge. So yeah. Okay, the next question is, do you have any, like, personal experiences slash stories about you sharing the restoration with someone that has always really stood out to you? I mean, one, one that wasn't re- restoration necessarily, but it was just like the gospel in general. I mean, yeah. most churches just, you know, teach repentance. And so it's, it's not is it different what we teach, but like depths of it and like different doctrine we have about it. But in the mission, I remember there's this one guy and it was our first lesson. And for some reason we wanted to share the video of the guy who, who, oh. of the guy who his whole family got killed in a car accident with drunk drivers. Oh, yeah. For whatever reason, that was like the first video we showed to him. We didn't even talk about anything about the church. That. <laughs> right? And we just shared off with repentance. And he he actually had just gotten out of prison because he was a drunk driver and all his friends died in a car accident. He's the only one who survived. Um, so that was like a crazy experience. And I don't know if he ended up getting baptized because he moved to a different area. But that was like a really cool experience. And it just like, it strikes you how important it is in people's lives. Cause you've always had it, but he didn't know. Like he probably knew about repentance, but he didn't really understand it that well. And so like teaching him about it, seeing that direction light. And he had after like hearing that, um, was like a big changer for him. Cause most of us, have, most of us hasn't done anything like anything. Similar <laughs> that. So yeah. For him to know that he has like a purpose or like a chance at forgiveness or things like that, it's different. Yeah. So that's one big experience of like sharing it, probably. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm trying to think. One thing that just kind of comes to my mind is that sharing it on the mission, like in Chile, was really hard for people to understand like the priesthood for example like the restoration of priesthood power because they once we tell them about baptism they're like oh i've already been baptized and literally we had to like go over the fact no like it's it's a different you know you have to have the priesthood (laughs) it's just like honestly it's just really hard for them to understand and um and so that was you know, sometimes really confusing and rough, but I do like remember several instances where, you know, we share about Joseph Smith or just, just anything, just anything in general about the restoration and (coughs) they feel the spirit. And I think it's, you know, even if they don't completely understand or, you know, 
we didn't have very many baptisms, so I don't even know if any of the, like, a lot of these people ever even got baptized. I know a lot of them didn't, but, you know, some of them that even I had good experiences with, I don't know if they got baptized. But the point I'm trying to make is I feel like just the fact that they felt something while we were talking about it, just kind of, you know, the spirit kind of reminds us of our home, our heavenly home. And so I think that's just a reminder that it is true. And yeah. 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 Talking about the restoration always brought like a, a special spirit. Like I remember one time sharing the, the first vision and the lady actually later ended up like not wanting to talk to us, (laughs) you know, that happens. But when we shared that, she did she was like oh i just felt like this weird feeling like i mean it was like a good feeling but she was like i just never felt that before and i just you know i just it's uh, <laughs> a little later you know confuse it for different things or just reject it but like just the fact that they feel that for even a little bit it's just like a testimony to me yeah so yeah cool Okay, so I don't know if I told you, but my project is mostly focusing around, like, marriage and stuff. Oh, yeah. So these next, pretty much the rest of the questions will be based around marriage. Okay. But how long have you guys been married? We have been married for a little over two and a half years. Dang, girl. Okay, and what do you remember most about your wedding day? About our wedding day? Yeah, what do you remember about it? Um, well, we had not slept. <laughs> I got like an hour of sleep the night before because I just had so many emotions going through. You're just like nervous, excited, just all these different emotions. So we were extremely exhausted. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just, I remember, I don't know. It's hard to, hard to pinpoint one thing, but um, just being in the (laughs) ceiling room in the temple, like, were you there, Josh? Were you in there? No, I was still on my mission. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. You had just, yeah, that's right. I was trying to think if it was right. No, yeah, yeah. yeah but I was just really emotional just because it just felt like, you know, everything you, not saying like marriage is the end. I mean, it is like one of the end goals, but it's not really like the end. It's like the beginning of something, but I just felt like so much peace that we had gone to that point. And honestly, we were just, so relieved to finally be married like I feel like that's one of the biggest things like we were just so (laughs) ready to be at that point where we could you know um start our our lives together and it was just yeah it was the best day ever like it was it was awesome and it was fun it was fun to celebrate with people and but yeah definitely Definitely being in the sitting room in the temple just, like, brought so much peace and just, I can't even imagine it being any other way. So, yeah. What about you, Jordan? What I most remember 
was, yeah, we were really tired. <laughs> but I, I remember it was really fun because everyone was there. All my friends were there. All my family was there. And, and that was awesome. And the ceiling room was really special. Um, and then I Put remember... Put him in his pet. Yep. And then I remember uh, driving home after we're driving to our honeymoon was a terrible idea because we were way too tired. Well, luckily it was only yeah. like 15 minutes away. <laughs> 20, well, 20. But, yeah, but it was awesome. Though. Like, like everything was really good. The food was good. Smoothly, <coughs> like, we, like, I wouldn't day a lot, so, yeah. That's good. A little stressful. <laughs> I'm feeling it. Um... Yeah. What has been one of the best parts of being married up to this point? The best parts? Yeah, like what's what's been one of the best things about being married? Um You don't have to date anymore. <laughs> I mean like other people. You know? <laughs> yeah. People go on dates a lot. Yeah, you don't have to date other people. That's annoying. You go on actual fun dates because it's like what you want to do and you don't have to press anyone and you're just like doing what you both like to do as opposed to like trying to always impress the other or, you know, the dating game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously you're so trying to impress, but it's not the same. Yeah. And then it's so convenient to be married because your finances are easier together. And everything is easier. Everything together. is easier in general. And you don't have to go to separate houses and go to sleep. And it's just like easier to go to sleep together. And then like you can watch movies together. Yeah, it's just it's easier. <laughs> well, and with that, like I think one of the big reasons it's easier too is just that you can always <coughs> you always be there. You're always there to like help each other out with things. Like I mean life gets really stressful and the fact that you always have someone who has your back and like who understands what you're going through because they see your day-to-day like that's just I think that's really special and like the fact that you the fact that we're committed to each other and like that we got married in the temple and we have covenants and things like that it just it's such a relief to know that like we can we can trust each other and we have the same goals. Like looking at some other people's relationships where like someone at work was like, yeah, we just moved in and, but he doesn't want to get married and I want to get married. Like <laughs> it's just hard. Cause I feel like you'd always just be stressed about, well, is this person going to get up and leave me like tomorrow? You know, it's just, so it's just always nice to know that we're there for each other and that we're committed to each other because that's, that's our goal. So that's just, it's just a relief and it's just a happy place to come to. <laughs> I still get excited when I can start crying. <laughs> um, like I still get super excited every time I see Jordan when he comes home or like when I come home, like it's just, yeah, it's just, it's so exciting because I know he's there and that's like my happy place. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. You're good, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure all the women you've 
Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, okay, uh, next question. What has been some of the hardest parts of being married? Like, um, <coughs> <laughs> you have like five million things running through your head. No, I'm just trying to figure out what is hard because of marriage or what is hard because of life. Because, uh, yeah. like, I'm trying to think, like, what's always a problem, no matter if you're married or not, is, like, cooking and dishes <laughs> and cleaning. Yeah, but you, uh, you solved that problem, didn't you, Jordan? Just go paper and plastic. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's hard. Sometimes, if you guys don't like doing similar things, yeah, I like doing sports and I like things like that more than Melissa. And so, if I feel like going and play sports, but Melissa doesn't want to go, then I just go by myself or with my friends or whatever. We just don't go. And then Melissa wants to like watch chick flicks, but I don't want to watch chick flicks. So it's just like different interests. Yeah, there's yeah, there's different, different. It's good to have different interests, but you have to realize that you're not going to be able to do anything together all the time. Yeah. So that's actually fine, but it's also just like it's like an adjustment at first, and sometimes you're like, yeah. It's weird to figure out what your vibe is without, like, what what you're gonna do when you're not with your wife. Because like, if I go to a party or if I go to like with my friends. It's like weird to not be with Melissa because most people around me are single and I'm the married dude, but without my wife. So it's kind of like, you know, different. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, but that's not like a super hard thing. It's just like, yeah. it's more like just, okay. it's just different. Something you have to more get used to. Yeah. You're not going to be going out with your single friends doing stuff at midnight like you used to. So. <laughs> I think... I mean, I know a lot of people say this, but I definitely think one of the hardest things is communication. Um, that's just in general. And yeah, like it's, it's sometimes been a struggle for us. Like I feel like, you know, mostly like we're really, we're good at it. And we, to us, it's important. I think it's the biggest thing, but it is something that you're like always working on because just with different emotions and the way people communicate and even just with different circumstances in life, like, like even just me starting a new job, like, I feel like I have this whole new set of things that I need to tell Jordan about and that I am worried about. And so just every new thing you're like, you're constantly trying to communicate to the other person effectively and, you know, get your, Get your emotions across. That's that's probably been my hardest thing is like I get very emotional <laughs> and sometimes it's just hard for me to get my feelings across. It just I it's just something you work at though. It's just something you learn and sometimes you fail miserably at it, but you just keep trying. <laughs> so Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing probably. I mean what is anything else that's been like super hard or even just a little bit hard? Not, not really hard, but like, so I mean, the big things that come up for the big things that have come up that were like 
not even that hard though. It's just like figuring out, like, like I said, figuring out social things that you're going to do, figuring out, uh, like what you guys are going to do for fun, usually for dates. Cause you need to go on dates and you need to date your wife and date your husband. So you have to figure out what you guys want to do, but you also want to figure out to not spend all your money. Then <laughs> um, you have to figure out like what your, um, who's families, house you're going to go to for different things. And you just figure out a way to do that. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That can be hard sometimes. Uh, family stuff. And then, figuring out like time off because if you go to family's house for this thing and family house for this thing and then it ends up being a lot of time off you have to figure out how to do that yeah. so that's hard yeah sometimes just because we you grow up in different houses so your traditions and things like that are just different and it's okay to do them differently it's okay to you know <coughs> have like doctrine but there's principles which means they're you know you can kind of you can do things differently and, and still live the gospel and so I think that it's not like super hard but it is like you know again you just have to communicate those things and understand that where the other person is coming from um, I think oh Harper no I'll just put this little plug in there too but um, mental illness is a hard thing in marriage, like, and that was probably one of the hardest things at the beginning before I went to a doctor and thing like that, which is, I'm just saying that because I think in general, like, that can just be a struggle, like, how, knowing how to deal with those things, like, Jordan didn't know how to deal with me, <laughs> and I didn't know how to deal with myself. And it's something that I still struggle with a little bit, just being able to communicate how I'm feeling to him. If I am, you know, feeling low or something, or if I forget to take my medication. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, that was really, that was really hard for me. But I mean, again, just communicating about it was, it's the biggest thing. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else, Jordan? No, I just think you have to be flexible. You have to figure out what is important to the other person. And I think uh, a lot of the problems that come up is just because of bad communication or because you're not seeing the other person. Yeah. The other person has different beliefs because of something that they value or something that they grew up with. So you have to understand those yeah. things on Sunday. Like, I like to go running on Sunday. Melissa didn't like to at first because you didn't do that when you guys grew up. But like for me, working out is like a good Sunday thing for me to do because it's like peaceful, makes me feel better. So like it's a perfect Sunday thing for me. But then for other people, it's not. And so like that can cause a problem if you're not on the same page of like, hey, you do, you do what you do, and I do what I do. And if there's something wrong, you can fix it. But like as long as it's not causing problems, you don't. Yeah. You know, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, so things like that that come up. A lot of times it, they're hard in the moment, but once you figure it out, it's yeah. easy. You just have to talk about it and then figure it out. Yeah. And I think, I mean, this might be part of another question. We're kind of going off. No, you're good. <laughs> um, but I think one of the biggest things that I'm like recently started learning, like I know Jordan mentioned something, I can't remember. But one of the, the best things you can do is just like remember what are the intentions of the person 
because lots of times like you get your feelings hurt because of something they did or said um and yeah there are times where you really do make mistakes but then there's other times where you just have to take a step back and realize okay this I think their intention wasn't to hurt me like and I know I know Jordan is a person like I know he's he has a good heart and I know he wants what's best for me and so if I am hurt by something like my feelings are still valid like I still got my feelings hurt but the the fact that I can you know realize okay no like I'm sure he didn't mean it that way like that a lot of times is it's just good to remember because I know like deep down like he he you know he loves me and he wants what's best for me and yeah like, you still get your feelings hurt sometimes, but you just have to remember that, too, so. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> <coughs> no, that was perfect. You guys are good. Okay. Um, the next question is, what does it mean to you that your marriage will be eternal, and how does that affect the way you treat your relationship? Um... Uh, I feel like we've kind of already said some of this stuff, but to me, it's just, again, it just puts things into perspective, just my life in general, knowing that my marriage is basically the most important thing because like, no matter what, because I'm going to be with him for eternity and like other things will go away and pass, but like our relationship is what is going to last for forever. So to me, it's like sometimes I'm like, oh, I could do this or that, or I could, you know, better my relationship with my husband. And obviously, there's times where, you know, you got to do other stuff. But like the, in, at the end of the day, like your relationship is what's most important, and you have to make sacrifices for that relationship because you don't want to lose that because, you know you want to be together forever and it is going to be for forever. So if you don't, if you're not constantly working at it, then it's going to suck. (laughs) Or, you know, obviously don't ever want to like, not, I mean, we love each other so much that it's like, we don't ever want it to get to a point where we feel like we wouldn't, we don't want to be together, you know? And that's something you just have to work at. It doesn't, it doesn't come naturally all the time. So to me, yeah, to me, our relationship and knowing that it's etern- for eternity, just, yeah, affects just my day-to-day life and everything. So, any thoughts, Jordan? Um, it just makes it more, um, you know, they just value it more because even people sometimes get married and they don't, and they still think they get married just for a legal thing and it's not even that a huge deal and people get divorced more easily, I guess, or like that it's not as like a big of a deal. Um, but when you know it's eternal, it's like, it's like you work on it more because you know, it's like an investment too. So it's not like, it's just going to be, Oh, if it doesn't work out, we just divorce it. It's like, it's like, it's going to be forever. So you have to, I guess, but yeah, I don't have a super good for that, but yeah. Yeah, I am. I know, that's good. That's good. Um, 
lot of the next question is a lot of people like misunderstand the meaning of celestial marriage <clears throat> and what it means to be with your spouse forever. And a lot of people don't see how that's possible. How would you explain to someone who doesn't believe in it how it is possible? It's kind of a confusing question, but that no, makes sense. you just have to make sure if they believe in heaven, you just have to ask, like. Okay, first of all, they have to believe in heaven or like, you know, living forever in general. So if they, live, if they believe in living forever in general, they have to ask like, do you have a father and God and Jesus Christ? You know, do they, do they think they love you? And it's like, well, do you like being with your spouse? Then why wouldn't they make it possible for you to be with your spouse? But it, it depends because people come from such different backgrounds. So if they don't believe in even being eternal life in general, then it's like they're not going to believe in. So you have to work off what they're going to be, yeah. what their background is. But that's what I would say. I would just, I would just start questioning things like that. Like, <coughs> do you believe in eternal life? Do you think that your wife or relationships make you happy? Are you going to be by yourself in heaven? Then it makes sense you should have a relationship. So it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. For me, it's logical. So I guess it would be hard to understand, like explain it to someone who doesn't really get it. But yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's. Because, yeah, it's like, do they question it because they don't believe in eternity or God? And then, yeah, there's all those things you have to go into. If they don't believe in it because they're like, how could you live with someone forever? You know, then that, again, is just not having that, like, foundation of, like, family and, you know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but I think I think just what Jordan said. Basically, I don't really have anything to add with that one. It's also just like, I love this person so much. <laughs> and you just have to be committed, but just with the values that a lot of people have today, just not being committed to things and having instant only, you know, instant gratification is the thing like they don't realize. So it's kind of hard, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This next question has to do with like stuff we talked about in class, but okay. says our church has had a history of practicing plural marriage. Has that ever like affected your testimony of eternal marriage slash the restoration? <laughs> um yes. For me now. For Jordan, no. Um, I mean, like, not because I believe it, yeah. I'm okay with it, it's because, like, I just know it works out, so I'm, I'm good. But Melissa did. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I almost didn't go on a mission because of polygamy. There was, like, this point where I read something, which I read, like, out of context, obviously. And you can't just read everything. But it was something from church history, and it was, like, true, but it was out of context, so I see that now. But I read it, and this was, like, a few months before I left, and I, like, I just felt so sick, and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> and I remember Mom telling me, um, 
she's like, you know, Melissa, you just gotta like fake it till you make it, and you know that 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 isn't like you know, you should put on a show and just it, it's not like that. She meant it in the way. <laughs> like, you just have to basically focus on the things that you do believe in, and I'm gonna get emotional again. Because, um, yeah, like, honestly, the polygamy thing has, like, been the hardest thing for me. Like, and it probably will be for the rest of my life. Like, I just, I don't understand it. I, it doesn't make sense to me. and It frustrates me. Um, you know, I feel like I'm in a little bit of a better place with it. But it's still just, I mean, it, it, it makes me anxious, too. Like, honestly, thinking about the fact that, you know, something could happen to Jordan and he could get married. Like, I don't even like to say it because it just makes me anxious. You know, like, you can't, I mean, just be honest, that is like my biggest fear ever. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's the worst thinking about it. Um, but, you know, when it comes down to it, I, I know that. God lives and he loves us and his plan is you know it's perfect and so like yeah I just have to focus on what I do know and on my testimony of the things that like I can trust in and you know and I can I can be in a good spot with it you know I don't have to like love it or totally understand it but I can be in a spot where like I just don't really have to have to think about it or worry about it too much and I don't think it's like ignorance like I I think it is good to be knowledgeable about those things and um you know know what happens and things like that so I don't feel like I'm ignorant either um and I just feel like I'm in a better place where I can say you know what I yeah it, it's it's different and I don't understand it at all on you know but like I know that I know that it will all work out, and my testimony is based on the fact that Heavenly Father, he knows me, like, he knows me perfectly, I've, I know that true for sure, and so, <laughs> and I know that we're not going to be miserable in the next life, so we're going to be, like, the happiest we'll ever be, so however that works out, will work out, so, yeah. Wait, so, do we not be plugging in? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's where that's where I am. Thanks. You should know that when I asked grandma that question, she said, Oh well, when I was younger I would have just killed the girl. <laughs> Good job, grandma. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it ooh, makes me fussy. <laughs> But, yeah, camping, but, yeah, I would probably be up in heaven haunting Jordan's second wife if he ever got married, but. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, this is the last question. Okay. And it's just, what, do you have any advice for your posterity or really anyone that might listen to this one day, a niece, a nephew, just, you know, anyone. Um, 
just any advice in general or like marriage or anything like that or just <clears throat> just in general just like if you had one if you had if you could only give like one piece of advice to like someone what would you give them it can be like stuff pertaining to the church doesn't have to be whatever just whatever um there's like so many things um i think just something that's coming to my mind is um just remember that trials and hard things are like good things. Um, <coughs> feel, I well, I remember I remember some quote from my mission and it was like, well, I just like had read it somewhere and it's always like stuck with me, but it was like you know, the saddest thing that can come out of, like, a sad thing or, like, a hard thing is not, you know, I don't know, I'm butchering it, but basically it was the saddest thing that can happen in those times is when we end up not learning what God wants us to learn from the trial or whatever. Um, and I just have seen recently that, like, just trials can bring us closer to God and, um, Oh, it was also, I was thinking about this too because it was also one of our good friends gave a talk about this in Sacramento a couple weeks ago. And I'm going to start crying again. Uh, but he was just saying, um, what we see as good, you know, sometimes or bad, God actually sees as good. You know, like obviously he doesn't like seeing us suffer or, you know, he's <laughs> giving us hard things. But. The things that can can come out of um, those hard things, whether it's in marriage or testimony or just life, you know, whatever, like the things that can come out of those are just some of the most amazing things. Um, Because I like being comfortable. (laughs) I love, you know, just it's it's those things scare me. And so I guess it's more like advice for myself too. (laughs) Like it just, the fear of the unknown and just, you know, thinking about whether I can handle things, but just, I just have to remember. And I think just I want anyone who listens to this know that um, good things can come from trials. If, if we trust God, you know, and rely on him through those hard times. So, yeah. Yep. Our biggest advice is enjoy life. Just do things that you like to do. Have fun because, and then just be positive about things because there's always things to complain about. And everyone knows the guy who always talks about politics and how the president sucks <laughs> and how the United States sucks and how everything sucks and how the system sucks and how their health sucks and how the system's messed up. And it's just really annoying. So you just have to like focus <laughs> on like have fun in life, do things you like to do. Don't get bogged down on bad things because you could go your entire life with looking at bad things all day. And like, there's so many bad things that happen in the, in the world. If you just look at some people, so like, you have to think of all the bad things that can happen. There's a lot. The good things, there's a lot. Of good things. Just try and focus on the good. Have fun. Life is not just to like complete your goals and just 
survive. It's about having fun too. Life so. is not to be injured but enjoyed. Yeah, exactly. I think Gordon. And it's actually that. it's actually true though. You, like you, yeah. you should enjoy. Life. And also, don't be so focused on. Oh, once I complete this, I'll be happy. Or like, once I finish this, I'll be good. Because in high school, all you want to be is graduated. Once you're graduated, all you want to be is in college. Once you're in college, all you want to be is on the mission. But once you're in the mission, all you want to be is in college again. And once you're, you know, you think you're gonna be happy. Once you're in college, once you're in college, you think once you graduate, you'll be happy. And it's just like, once you finish your job, like, oh, once you're in your job, like, oh, I wish I, once I have another job with pays more, I'm gonna be happy. So you just have to think, enjoy life now, because it's never gonna be happy if you keep doing that same thing either. So um, those are my two big advice things. Awesome. Yeah. Any last words you guys want to say besides the last words you just said? <laughs> Don't poop your pants. <laughs> classic, classic Jordan advice right there. Yeah, Jordan, our, our kids will love listening to that. Making poop your pants. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think that's everything. Did you just want to say something, Herbert? Mm. Nope. Purpose chewing out a bone. <laughs> okay. Thanks, guys, for that.